What's up, guys? It is Wednesday, May 27th. This week on the podcast, Conrad, CEO of Ulam Labs, joins me to discuss security in the blockchain space. Ulam Labs provides IT services, customer service, product, methodology, and technology expertise on a world-class level, and they are doing some incredible stuff. And a short side note, I am looking at potential sponsors for the podcast that I think are fitting. So if you know anybody or would like to be a sponsor on the Blockhash podcast, reach out to me on social media or send me an email. Would love to hear from you. Anyways, be sure to subscribe if you have not already and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and Ulam Labs. Enjoy. This is the Blockhash Podcast. All right, sweet Conrad, how you doing? Uh, hey, uh, pardon. Yeah, I am fine. Thank you. How are you? Fantastic. Um, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and working on uh, getting this scheduled. Really appreciate it. Um, so, before we get started, uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about um, your backgrounds and how you kind of got to what you're doing now with uh, Ulam, uh, just so that the audience can kind of get a little bit more familiar with who you are? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you can think about uh, me as a quite uh, technical guy. Yeah, I am. I hold the the bachelor in computer science in, uh, uh, and electronic engineering uh, at the Technical University of Wrocław. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like my my journey, uh, like technical journey, started from the my work at uh, uh, a company called Nokia. Probably know that it's it's well known from the mm-hmm. <coughs> it's well known from the from the cell phones but the i was working in the lte department so and i was working i was doing the low level uh, work there mostly kernel mostly uh, drivers for the for the for the hardware and um, uh, back then it was like 10 years ago back then in, like, there was not that much of the work for me in the in the low-level industry, except the big corporations like Nokia in my city. So mm-hmm. I said that oh, I don't. I, I never liked the corporation. I, I I I always wanted to work in the small company, preferably on my own. Yeah. So what I I started to find other opportunities. Yeah. So the um, I uh, uh, I switched the languages to the more high level. The Python is. I know. I'm not sure if you know the uh, Python language. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the I switched the, to the Python language and find uh, w- work as a as a um, w- let's say w- w- web dev- we can think about the web developer like uh, doing the uh, web systems yeah mm-hmm. so, so so from there yeah I I uh, then I I created my own company and 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 I found uh, basically. Um, some time ago, blockchain projects, yeah, and that was really interesting for me. So, so currently, we like we are trying to focus only on the blockchain industry mm-hmm. uh, and trying to do more and more basically crypto projects, yeah, because the blockchain you can split this uh, into uh, like private blockchain and public blockchain, yeah. But private blockchain for me is like the it's it's still I I I don't see I don't. I don't like. It's hard to find it mm-hmm. utilized in the in the world, yeah. But, but the crypto is really strong, yeah. So basically, you can think this is my journey from the from the beginning, 
yeah, uh, what else I can tell? Uh, yeah, so, 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 so basically, yeah, this is, this is it, yeah. This is my, my background. Gotcha. Did, did you do any work in blockchain before Ulim? Uh, not really, yeah. So I started like the I started the company Ulam. We were building the the, uh, the different web systems, yeah. And then my friend said that oh, I am I, I will be starting the crypto project, yeah. If you yeah, if there is a chance, I have some kind of the guys that could help, yeah. So mm-hmm. I said like we don't have a crypto experience itself, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I probably we will be able to figure it out, yeah. There was lots of trust, yeah. So we started that, yeah. And yeah, and it was like quite big project. Yeah, we like had to integrate with many blockchains uh, uh, at the same time because we are building something like like crypto exchange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the London startup, for the London UK startup. Yeah, so that we had to uh, integrate with the Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Ripple, EOS. Yeah, so there was lots of integrations, lot of uh, know-how that we had to earn. Uh, lots of inter, uh, infrastructure work here because blockchain is not only like a, a lot of people think about the blockchain like a, oh I will be writing smart contract and that's it yeah but the, it's not always like that yeah when you are building some cross chain applications yeah so let's say exchange is a cross chain application because you need to uh, communicate between different blockchains yeah? you you let's say buy uh, Bitcoin and sell Ethereum yeah so mm-hmm. what what you need to do is you need to you need to hold deposits in different uh, crypto assets yeah and to do that you need to you need to hold you 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 have to store the private keys yeah? and this is like the main main issue and uh, it was the main my main focus doing that startup yeah so so basically uh, when i think that uh, uh, the security was my main focus yeah so i was not able to sleep at night because i know that uh, we are holding the private keys with millions of the of the uh, dollars worth of crypto yeah and then yeah you know what could happen yeah gotcha gotcha so i mean what do you do at ulam labs uh exactly like what's your main focus in terms of what you do there regarding blockchain yeah okay regarding blockchain yeah so so, so currently um uh, like in this state of the industry it's like the uh, it's we have so many technologies yes that the, it's really hard to have a focus on really one one small thing yeah so for example yeah there are companies that they are trying to focus only on the ethereum and the smart contracts and trying to build uh, the defi uh, systems yeah so defi is like the you don't hold uh, you don't store the private keys of your customers yeah they basically uh, store them themselves yeah, and then communicate through the, uh, the smart contract yeah and your platform just prepares the the transaction that the the guys can sign using the metamask or other words yeah <coughs> mm-hmm. i was where i was going with that uh, i was going to so this is one 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 of the things yeah so currently for example one of the projects is that the for for the client in the austin texas what we are trying what we are building is the some kind of the standardized way of the of the connecting the IoT devices because the company already have a robust IoT uh, uh, IoT de- de- devices that they sell to all the clients. So what they are trying to do right now is that do, to to create a, some kind of the bridge, some kind of the or- oracle that is able is, is able to inject the 
the data from the IoT devices. Yeah, it's some kind of the at the moment not decentralized way, but in the future decentralized way, like a uh, like a uh, chain link protocol. So we are trying to inject the uh, those data into the uh, the blockchain. Yeah. So so uh, at the moment we are working on the on the building the off chain uh, service. Yeah, that works as a, as an oracle and gathers the data from IoT devices, and the smart contract for Ethereum uh, that will be yeah will be this bridge that will that will allow customers here yeah, to uh, receive receive this data, ask for the data, and then receive it. Yeah, so it's one of the projects. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. go on with the with that project here yeah, because the in, probably at the end of the at the end of the uh, June. Mm -hmm. We will we will have a demo with the uh, enterprise Ethereum Alliance yeah to show ah, the cool. uh, to show the, the, the this solution yeah so that I am not sure what will be the next steps yeah but th th they are quite interested in this yeah in the oracle for the IoT devices yeah thanks to for, for one of the uh, 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 our clients from from uh, Texas and other other client is that. <clears throat> You can imagine that the, we, we are trying to specialize a little bit with the exchanges. Yeah, so so uh, one of the uh, uh, London uh, one of the our London clients, what they do is they are uh, trying to um, they are trying they, they have the platform already running. Yeah, now now they are in the, um, let's say market, mostly focusing on the marketing and polishing the platform. But essentially, what they are trying what they are doing is the they are trying to do cross-chain loans for institutional clients, basically. So, so you can imagine that the the platform at the moment is mostly used to do uh, short on the stable coins, which is basically you you have the bitcoins here, yeah? and what you are doing is you you are trying to borrow a, a stable coin, let's say the the Paxos, uh, and you are trying to give you are giving the the Bitcoin as a collateral, then you are uh, uh, borrowing the uh, stable coins, and then you are uh, having no stable coins. You are selling it, yeah, buying more Bitcoin. So you are basically holding more Bitcoin than 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 you basically will have. Yeah, this allow you to to have some kind of the leverage. Yeah, and then if the Bitcoin will go like let's say ten percent up, yeah, you will have the double the 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 profits. Yeah, right. So, gotcha. So, 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 yeah, so something like that. It's quite robust. It's quite a robust platform because uh, basically you, you you can use many currencies and many different blockchains as a collateral or, or as a principal. Yeah. So so for example, you could uh, you could have a EOS coins as a collateral and borrow, uh, let's say, Bitcoin. Are you mostly focused on Ethereum, or you are branching out onto other platforms like like EOS? Uh, it, like from from our perspective, when you, when you, you are building the the exchanges, it really doesn't doesn't that matter that much, yeah. So what we are specializing is that the we have a base we have basically, uh, and we will try to open source it, uh, is that the some kind of the interface uh, standardized interface for all mm. the blockchains, yeah. Ah, because okay. you need something you need something like that, yeah. If you have the exchange and you have the let's say you have the Binance, yeah. And there is like the hundreds of different uh, coins, right. different different uh, blockchains, yeah. And you need to have a uh, the, the the business application itself needs a 
a unified interface for the, all the blockchains. Yeah. So, for example, yeah, I, 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 as an application, yeah, I have like a deposits across tens of the of the different uh, blockchains. The interface has to be the, the same, but the blockchains are are completely different. They have the different confirmation times. Yeah, they have the different uh, uh, pro, pro, like the protocols, different transaction types. Yeah, so everything is different. Yeah, so the unifying this is quite hard. Yeah indexing all those transactions you, 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 have, you need to have a like unified indexer for all the all, 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 all the blockchains yeah so it's another challenge yeah so we prepared something like that uh, yeah we would like to uh, after polishing it a little bit we would like to open source it one day yeah and like using this we, we probably maybe even create some kind of the startup of on our own yeah I, I saw that like similar things on the market like uh, this kind of the uh, unified interfaces, yeah. So even we could prepare something like that, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. We'll see. That's cool. No, it is usable for different blockchains. That is important, though, because I mean, Ethereum is you know developing a lot of competition um, as you know a lot of these plot projects are going through different phases. So yeah, it's it's definitely a good thing that you guys are usable by different different projects out there too. Yeah. Um, let's talk about security for a second. So I know you, uh, wanted to discuss that as well. Um, what, what are some of the issues in crypto that, um, that exist regarding security that, you know, we kind of have to still solve that are kind of lingering around. Yeah. So, so there are, there are, uh, there are like basically I, I would split them into two categories Yeah, probably discussed one more than another. Because one is simpler and uh, there is not that much to, to probably to talk, not going too much technically. So basically, the first category is that when you are when you are building the uh, the DeFi uh, applications, yeah. So basically, what you do is you you have to prepare a, a smart contract or smart contracts or many smart contracts, and then some kind of the off-chain. Uh, system that will be interface with the front end for the clients that will be interfaced to that smart contract yeah so for example one of the smart one of the super start the startups that i am track, tracking at the moment yeah is the uh, atomic loans uh, from canada mm -hmm. probably uh, as far as i i remember or from the new york new york or somewhere there yeah uh, yeah so 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 this, this is the, their model yeah so wh why it's important because the, then you don't hold the private keys at all, yeah. And, uh, but there are other attack vectors here. So, so basically, the the, the biggest problem here is that the um, the bugs in the smart contracts, yeah, is the is a potential it's a potential problem, yeah. And especially if you are doing this on the Ethereum, and most of the DeFi projects at the moment is built, they they they, they are built in the in the Ethereum, because the the Ethereum kill, killers, let's say, let's call it like that, yeah, they they are just starting, yeah. So mm -hmm. so so bugs in the smart contracts is the is the, is the biggest problem. So so uh, how to tackle them? Yeah, probably yeah, maybe we can discuss this uh, discuss this later. Yeah, and the other one uh, is the is that when you are building applications, uh, when when you have to keep the uh, private keys store the private keys because you have a cross-chain application for example uh, and you, you you hold the deposits in different uh, 
in different uh, blockchains, and then you need to exchange them. Yeah, for example, we yeah, simple case here yeah, like Binance. Yeah, so uh, or, or all other exchanges. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter if only except the exchanges that they exchange uh, only stable coins on top of the uh, sorry only the ERC20 tokens yeah, on top of the uh, Ethereum, yeah? So then they, they, they do the DeFi model. Yeah, so, 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 so the, going back to the, to the uh, storing private keys, yeah, this is the biggest problem. This is what, what we did for the, this is what we did for the, our, our, our client. Um, and then, the, yeah, obviously you have the private keys. You, you are generating private keys, yeah, to hold uh, 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 deposits of your clients, yeah, and the private keys are stored somewhere there in your platform, yeah. So you have to like really struggle uh, and keep uh, and think deeply, yeah, how to design the system, yeah, so that uh, so that the, those keys are secure, yeah. Uh, I can go like uh, I could be, I am technical person, yeah, basically. So I could go as deep as you would like, yeah. I am not sure where I should where I should stop, yeah, so that uh, the audience or, or you, you, can, you can go deep if you want to. I mean, some of my audience is fairly technical. They might be interested. It's up to you. Yeah, so, so, so okay. So, the, so the, uh, basically, the, the, the biggest problem uh, in, the, in the, the second category when you, have, when you have the private keys is that the, is the, the in, like, inside job, yeah? So, this is something mm -hmm. that, like, like, I am not, no, don't know, don't know. I don't know how to say it in English, but yeah, I cannot sleep at night because of that. Because right. of that, yeah. So if you hold millions of dollars in crypto, yeah, so you have the big problem because that, if so, like, stealing private key is so easy that like some really good engineers they could just basically remember the key looking on us, yeah. So it's like the, so it's like this is the problem, yeah. So what you so what we are doing and and how this uh, probably should be tackled. Uh, is that you need to prepare a, a separate system inside a system uh, that and and design the interface so that the private keys are never exposed outside of that system and and uh, and then limit access to that system only to small amount of the people uh, from the uh, from the technical team yeah and basically to let's say to 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 basically the best option will be two, the best two guys yeah uh, something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you need to design the system so it will be super simple, so that there will be not that much changes uh, deployed uh, in time, yeah. Because the more the more you change, yeah, the, the more uh, you risk that someone will inject something to that system, yeah. And and then, but it, it, the so, so basically, so this is the this is the the how you how you, you will tackle this problem. But the, then you have this system, yeah. And what what the system has to do, yeah, because you cannot give the private keys, yeah. So you, you need to design the interface, yeah. So what kind of the interface it could be? So for example, uh, what we design is that uh, uh, we call it, we call it that system wallet manager, and basically what it does is uh, it's responsible for issuing the transactions. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. so you can say to that system that basically create me a deposit uh, wallet, yeah, and it, it will give you a token, uh, not the private key, but the token to that wallet. What is most interesting is that the, uh, we are generating the deposit wallet for each customer separately, and what this gives us is that the, when we are creating the, uh, the that, that wallet, we at the same time. Uh, say to, to, to that system 
tell that system that when you are will create that deposit wallet, yeah, you, you only please only whitelist certain uh, output addresses, which gives you the ability to that when you will hold that token, you can only withdraw from that deposit to the certain addresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, so the, the white so the whitelist for your guys's wallet helps allow. Um, crypto to be withdrawn only to certain addresses to help prevent uh, it being stolen, correct? Yeah, exactly. Because okay. if, you will not do, if you will not do this that way, then the biggest problem is that even if you have these two systems, yeah, let's say less secure, it will be the main system that, where is the most of the business logic there, yeah, and most developers are working on that. And then super secure one, where you have just, act, when you only the CTO or the, or the technical leader has access there, yeah, and then it has to be audited some way, yeah. So then the problem is that even if you, uh, in the interface between the system is the, this token of what I said, yeah. So even in the, in the, the, for the developer in the main system, he could steal those tokens and then in one second, yeah, issue all the withdrawal transactions to the specific, the, some kind of address, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so it's quite dangerous, yeah. So what we did, we, we add this whitelisting addresses. So even if you steal those tokens, yeah, you will, what the biggest harm, uh, you could do is that you could withdraw those addresses to other internal addresses or to the, uh, the, the, our customers' addresses, yeah, which will be less risky because we can always like they do uh, some kind of the calling and say, hey, we do this by mistake, yeah, please, yeah, uh, deposit it back, yeah, or something like that, yeah. It won't be like a really bad scenario, yeah. Uh, so, so this is one thing, yeah. The other one, this is how you tackle this kind of the problems, yeah. Right, right. Is this going to be like an, like an app that you guys are going to launch, or is it just going to be a service through Ulim? Um, or no, like no, it's, it won't. It won't. We are not. We are not building at the moment the startups on our own. This oh. I, I am just describing like a like a uh, system uh, how we tackle this kind of the problems of, ah, okay. uh, for our for our clients. Yeah, how we design the internals. Uh, have you guys thought about of, Have you guys thought about developing your own product? I, I like if I if I could do that, yeah, I would do this, yeah. But the problem is that I would need to have a, a other co-founder mm -hmm. that will be more business-like guy, yeah. So he will have a better networking than me, probably from US, probably from the UK, mm -hmm. yeah. And then could drive the business itself. I could tackle I, I could tackle the the technical part of that, yeah. And so this means that, the, and then when we are a software house, yeah, we have so many NDAs uh, that it would be really hard to even build a startup uh, that is right. quite similar or it's, yeah, so, so it, there are lots of things that, that, that doesn't, uh, doesn't allow me to do, uh, lots of things that don't allow me to do, to do right. that. Yeah, maybe in the future, like I am like really, I would, I would like kill myself here yeah, to do some kind of the crypto startup of my own in yeah, one day mm -hmm. yeah uh, probably i will try to do that like lots of uh, software houses they have their own uh, startups yeah because let's say they are focusing on the uh, advertisement pla platform yeah so they are they, they build the advertisement uh, uh, platform of the for the for like as a startup yeah i am thinking about something like that maybe a couple of years here yeah, who knows yeah uh, especially when we will have all those a new blockchains uh, uh, that they can show their benefits on the market. I'm, I'm like thinking about the Algorand, I'm thinking about Tezos. Yeah, those are like really, really good new pieces of the technology. I am really, as a technical person, I am really 
investing mm -hmm. in them. I, yeah, it's like it's amazing. The technology is amazing. Yeah, and it's like the yeah we'll see. Yeah, so going back to the security. Yeah, so, so like I said, yeah, this, this is basically how how the how you tackle these problems. It's like in crypto, this is quite unique because in the in the normal uh, in the normal startup in the sorry in the normal payments. Uh, when you have the credit cards, you don't have this problem at all. Yeah. So when we have the projects that don't, it's not they are not involved in the crypto at all. So what we what, what we do, we use the third party providers, so that we don't from now, so that the credit card information they don't even go through our platform at all. Yeah. So the user provides a credit platform uh, on the on the front end of the application. Yeah. We use a, a, a third party uh, JavaScript library. That just do a, a, a take that take this credit card and then store it in their own platform. Yeah, not even going through our platform. Yeah, they mm -hmm. do the something called cross chain, sorry, cross chain, uh, cross site uh, uh, request, cross domain request. Yeah, and they uh -huh. store it. Uh, they store it in their servers. Yeah, and then give us only a token. Yeah, so we can charge that card on our behalf. Yeah. So okay. So so. so and it's sold. Yeah. This the one of the this kind of the start uh, startups uh, or the or the third party providers is the the Stripe. Probably you know that mm -hmm. the Braintree is the another one. Uh, uh, PayPal, yeah, they, they they also have something like that. Yeah, so it solves all the problem. Yeah, you, you you in the ten minutes you can build the the payment system. Yeah, and uh, for the for the crypto, it's not like that. Yeah, probably there will be one day there will be something like Stripe for the crypto, maybe even Stripe itself. Yeah, the biggest problem for the for that is uh, there are so many blockchains yeah that it's really hard to integrate all of them at once yeah mm -hmm. and yeah so so something like that is, so yeah so the crypto has this unique problem with the with the security securing uh, private keys the uh, the normal payments they do, they don't have yeah yeah, I mean, the closest services I've seen to Stripe would be like BitPay or Coinbase Commerce, like in the U.S. Um, but I mean, other than that, there isn't like a really good service, you know, for the for the industry to encourage people to, you know, accept crypto as a business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in in terms of other, or in terms of security, how it seems like this would be something very useful, like within like an organization too. Um, or a big company that, you know, has a lot of assets, maybe in crypto, maybe a crypto hedge fund, who knows? Um, it, it seems like it'd be a really good way for someone that handles a lot of volume in crypto to, you know, secure where they're sending their money, protect their private keys, whitelist certain addresses. Um, is, is that like a side of the industry that you guys are, um, uh, helping create this for as well, or is it kind of just in general for everybody? I, I think that the, in like, let's say five, 10 years, there will be crypto will go into the state that the, as a, as a self custody. Basically, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you will so most of the exchanges, most of the application will not hold private keys at all. Yeah. So in a crypto, like even like if you are if you are uh, like uh, following on the Twitter the the most of the crypto guys like the Eric from uh, from Shapeshift yeah so so and the Shapeshift platform I know I am not sure mm -hmm. if you know about that. this is like a smaller exchange yeah but uh, quite prominent one and uh, because of the of the uh, founder which is quite 
how to say that quite like colorful person i would say uh-huh. uh, uh, like the house that like they, what would be the good word for that uh, like uh like interesting like inter- quite interesting person yeah quite i don't know how to say that okay so so basically uh they already said that they exchange is like a self-custody exchange yeah even if they are cross-chain they are self-custody but it's still if you would like to if you would like to exchange crypto uh, still you need to send them to them yeah for s- short amount of time yeah so if, let's say that what they do is that the, i would like to buy 10 bitcoins for ethereum yeah so you still need to send the ethereum to them yeah so 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 they are not quite there yet yeah but in the like i said in the in the in the future yeah when we will have a, some kind of a solution that will be able to connect all the blockchains together let's say that the cosmos uh, project is one one of these kind of, one of these yeah chaining maybe is another one and that they are trying to tackle this problem from one side or, or another so mm-hmm. after having something like that so that in the in the 100 decentralized way you can uh, exchange one coin for another from two different chains yeah yet the problem will be ultimate ultimately let's say solved and then everybody's storing their own keys yeah and there's for the there's the, the problem disappears yeah of, of, of the storing the keys yeah the other pro- the other problem is that there are some people that are not technical ones they don't want to still they want they don't want to store they don't want to store the uh, they want to hold the keys so what they do they will have third parties that they will be trusted yeah so the problem uh, still will be existing uh, for those kind of the people uh, and then uh, and then uh, yeah so, so so this is uh, this, this is this is the state of the of the of the uh, of the security i would say in the five to ten years yeah uh, yeah having other uh, blockchains uh, uh, emerged yeah hopefully they will be competing with the with the ethereum because the uh, yeah, like the Ethereum is trying to to move to the Ethereum uh, two. Yeah, then we have like lots of proof of mm-hmm. proof of stake uh, blockchains. Yeah, so the next five years, I will I think will be really really inter- interesting. Yeah, and maybe there will be because we have the Bitcoin Ethereum. Yeah, I I, I hope there will be third one. Yeah, that will be super su- superior to, to those two. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I would bet on the on the Tezos maybe on on the Algorand. I don't know, yeah. So, so uh, going, uh, but but uh, talking about the security, uh, let me think. Uh, you covered quite a lot with security. Um, it, it sounds awesome what you guys are doing. It sounds like you guys are creating some great solutions for people. Um, and yeah, security has still been a huge issue in crypto, whether it's been a software computer factor or whether it's been a, a human error factor. I mean, there's always been some issues with. Uh, with crypto and with people losing their money or sending it to the wrong place or uh, hitting the wrong button. <laughs> so it's definitely an area that needs to be tackled really hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the things like the crypto is involved. This is a big problem yeah, that the, you could, it's like when you are doing a transaction, yeah, it's ultimate. Yeah? You cannot, uh, you cannot revert it. Yeah. This is the difference between the, the the, uh, the normal banking and the and the crypto yeah and how to solve that yeah probably you can yeah mm, some kind of the confirmations yeah this is like no, it's not even us this can, sending to the wrong address <coughs> sorry sending to wrong address it's not it's not a 
it's not a, a security problem yeah security problem is like the the audits of the smart contracts yeah the security problem is the uh, like not <coughs> leak the private keys uh, anyway yeah because the, 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 with the private keys like the, it's like really really complicated because like imagine that the someone could steal private keys one of the employees could steal private keys and then like sit quietly for a month for a year yeah even mm -hmm. left the company even left, leave the company yeah and then withdraw the funds this is like interesting case yeah right like the so 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 things like the rotating private keys yeah like in our platforms like it's we have to do all those stuff yeah so even if you have this private key you have to rotate them etc etc yeah like yeah yeah basically like lots of the security problems there is there are some security standards here yeah, that, that you have to uh, comply with uh, the, 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 even if you are if you would like to get the DL, dlt uh, uh, DLT, uh, DL, distributed ledger technology license. Yeah. So the so if you would like to get this kind of license from, for example, from the uh, from the Gibraltar uh, uh, financial financial commission. Yeah. So you need to comply with some kind of the security standards. You need to do audit of the of your infrastructure. Yeah. For our for one of our clients. Yeah, we, we did that, yeah. So our employee was in the Gibraltar, yeah, and they had to like uh, uh, do the infrastructure uh, demo, yeah, to show the to show all the security uh, uh, standards there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense. That's all. That's really important too. Um, before we uh, wrap up and get to the end of the podcast, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the current state of the industry right now. It's definitely a very interesting time in 2020 with a lot of weird things happening, a lot of black swan events coming to fruition, um, and Bitcoin just sitting right under 10,000 in the market, just kind of creeping up very slowly, a lot of projects getting a lot of development done. Uh, just from your perspective, I'm just very curious um, where, what your thoughts on the industry. Do you think it's starting to uh, to grow a little bit more rapidly this year? Do you think it saw some challenges? What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I am not a I am not a trader and trying to not uh, trying not to gamble with the crypto that much. Yeah, I am basically like uh, plain hodler, let's say. So I, I am buying periodically uh, Bitcoin and other uh, crypto and just just holding it. Yeah, so and I don't. I, I, I like for me it's like I need to hold it I, I am thinking about the holding like a uh, lots of years here yeah? so and I don't have experience as a trader so I, I, I cannot comment on that one uh, and the, the, this 10,000 10, uh, uh, how you call that not support but the, the other one is uh, resistance yeah so the yeah, 10,000 resistance yeah, 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 yeah I am checking it every day yeah mm -hmm. although I am obviously not the not the not the not the, not, the, not, the, not, the, not a trader yeah, but from the I am technical guy. So the, from the technical perspective, the future and the ending of the 2020, 2021, and other and next years, yeah, for me are really interesting. Yeah, basically that the why? Yeah, so first of all, yeah, the 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 Bitcoin is still like a, a, a store of value. Yeah, so nothing that changes there. But the Lightning Network, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's something that the, it's quite promising uh, thing. I am 
it's quite low level, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. we will see. But from the Ethereum perspective, yeah, their DeFi projects here yeah, are really awesome, yeah. And like I think that they will do lots of good work there, yeah. There will be lots of uh, bugs in the smart contracts, I think, and, and still there, yeah. So because the the solidity, which is the the language of the Ethereum virtual machine. And the Ethereum virtual machine are, in my opinion, they they, they allow uh, too much freedom, yeah. And this involves lots of bugs, yeah. So we will be able to see those bugs in the coming years. And and even more interesting for me is the the new the new blockchains, yeah, the new proof of stake blockchains, yeah. That they will be they, they call them the self uh, or community call, call them the. Uh, 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 Ethereum killers, like I would not call them like that, yeah. But I am like, ch- I am like uh, checking a uh, couple of them, and they are super interesting. They are like th- th- these technologies are really amazing. I'm a little bit afraid of the of the business side of them, so I think that the the technological background uh, like is, is 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 super strong. I am talking about the, the for me there is a four one of four four really important one is the Tezos, uh, Algorand, Cardano, and Cosmos. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are trying to focus on different are- business areas. Yeah, technically they are they are super super strong mm-hmm. from the business perspective and marketing perspective, which is probably even more important than the technical aspect. Yeah, uh, they are not as strong, I would say. Yeah. Um, so th- so so I am this is this is the reason I am a little bit ske- a little bit skeptical in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I am still crossing my fingers, and I would like to do some kind of the more. Uh, I, what, what we do currently is that we are looking for the uh, for the customers. Yeah, they would like to utilize those blockchains. Yeah, and build some right. kind of the uh, robust systems on top of the. If you, I, I would say that even if a, if customer will come to me and say that I would like to build a platform let's say MVP in two months, yeah, for the Tezos or for the Algorand, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would like kill myself to do that. I would, I would even say that, oh, let's do this for free as a, as a just portfolio item or something like that, yeah, because it's that awesome. The technology is that awesome that the, my, my guys, yeah, they will just, if I would tell them, yeah, hey, let, we are building the Tezos uh, or Algorand uh, application, yeah, they would like, they will not sleep yeah this is so exciting yeah so so yeah i think the future is really really nice yeah especially on those new technologies yeah so yeah yeah i think it's really i think it's really interesting times i think we're about to see for the first time ethereum has some serious competition um you know it's been having some bottleneck issues for years now um and we're getting to the point where it's going to have some real competition on whether it's cardano or tezos or eos or another platform uh, they're coming up very, very quickly, uh, especially with Ethereum having trouble getting to Ethereum 2.0 uh, with staking yeah. and everything that they've promised. Um, so, exactly. and Ethereum does have a monopoly on the market right now in terms of building applications like dApps and services and, um, you know, getting institutions involved and more investors, but um, they're going to lose that market share in a lot of ways. But I mean, I don't think they're like out of it either. So, and from my opinion, I, I see there being quite a competitive race to the top here um, outside of Bitcoin, like outside of just being like crypto or cryptocurrency, but like the blockchain itself, being able to build on top of it. I see that there being quite a race, whether it's, you know, Cadena, Chainlink, uh, Cardano, 
EOS, Tezos, um, whatever it is out there. Like there's a lot of really good projects. Hashgraph, if you really want to branch out of blockchain, like really solving some issues. Um, and a lot of that stuff will go live in 2020. So I find it very, very interesting what's happening this year. And we might see a lot of market action. <laughs> uh, we might also see a lot of cool development and maybe some cool use cases. Um, it's, it's a very interesting year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, Conrad, thank you for coming on the podcast and taking the time to, you know, talk about Ulam and crypto security and sharing your thoughts, um, especially making it work with the time difference and everything. I know it's a little, um, there's a big gap there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you did, you did a favor for me. Yeah. So, so, yeah, no so it was like more, pref more preferable time for me, which is, I, I thank you, uh, very much. Yeah. And obviously I thank you for having me. Yeah. This is the most important. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I'm a night owl anyway, so I don't mind it. Plus, it's it's beautiful at night in Medellin, so I don't mind staying up. <laughs> um, awesome, thank you. Yeah, of course. Anyways, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, and hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah, see you. See you. Yeah, hopefully soon. Okay, bye.